It is Sunday, April 3rd, 2016. This is U62 the Targ. Let's do it, shall we? As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, where I've been for the past month, my thoughts on Batman v Superman and all the other superhero stuff out there right now. It's episode 9.04, Mark v Cheeseburgers. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Wow. Where have I been? Taking a look at the website. My last podcast was on February 20th. I completely skipped March. And now here it is, the beginning of April. Well, what can I say? Life got busy. So busy. You know, I did some work stuff. I took part in a few charity fundraisers over the weekends. Those were fun. I will warn you now, when I did my recent performance evaluation with the boss, uh, one of my goals was to do more charity stuff this year. So if you're a friend of mine on the social networks, you know, Facebook friend, follow me on Twitter, you're probably going to see me hitting you up for a lot of charity donations as the year goes on. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And then on top of that, I had to take some time off because got the call from the boss. I had too many unused vacation days from last year, so I had to burn them off. So, you know, my typical vacations, I can't afford to really do anything. So I just went home to Entwistle, hung out with the parents for a bit and, well, got to work in my bedroom. I think I mentioned before that my mother has decreed this is the year I finally move out of my childhood bedroom. So I spent that week at home just packing up my stuff. I've told you about my action figure collection. My collection is now in my apartment under one roof once again. I didn't know what to do with it yet, so I put it all in five great big plastic storage tubs I got on sale, and they're just all kind of sitting in my spare bedroom right now until I figure out what to do with them. Actually, I was thinking of what to do with them. Well, at least the Star Wars figures. I don't follow me on Instagram, but once I had all my Star Wars figures under one roof, I took a picture of all of them. It completely covered my living room floor. I had to get on a chair and take a picture looking down in order to get them all in frame. So I've been wondering what to do with them. In my old bedroom, I had them hanging on the walls, you know crappy little unfinished basement bedroom so I just pounded in as many nails as I wanted to and that was pretty nice so now I'm thinking about doing the same as my in my apartment not pounding in nails of course because that's a one-way ticket to not getting my damage deposit back but they do make these very special hooks now they're called commanders my sister turned me on to them Uh, They stick really, really strong, and they peel off with no muss, no fuss, don't leave a mark or anything, so they're perfect for hanging up stuff in an apartment. So I'm thinking about getting a whole bunch of those and hanging up all my action figures, at least my Star Wars figures. And then I did the math for just the Star Wars figures. I'm going to need about 60 hooks. 
just the Star Wars figures. And I was pricing them out when I was in the city today. 60 hooks. If I go for the bulk packs, that's going to cost me around $35. And if it's going to cost me that much, I just may as well buy an Ikea bookshelf and put them all on the bookshelf. So still figuring out what to do with all of that. And then in my month away, I also got the flu. You're probably thinking that's no big deal, but man, oh man, I have never had the flu like this before. I'd wake up in the morning and then I'd just lie in bed for about three hours because I had no energy to get out of bed. I've never had the flu that bad. It actually kind of frightened me. Uh, And then Easter was in there as well. So yeah, what can I say? I've kind of been going flat out for the past six weeks at least. So this is my first weekend of myself in a long time. I don't have to share it with family. I don't have to share it with work stuff. I don't have to share it with a flu bug. This weekend is all mine. So that's why I'm doing what I love to do. Sitting here behind a microphone calling out to the darkness. Is anybody listening? Oh ho, no reply at all. You 62 the Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Batman and Weird Al, it's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at Actually, I knew exactly what to do with myself on this, my first day to myself in a long time. I just got home from Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah, my feelings on that are conflicted. I really, 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 really wanted to like it. And I mean, there are parts of the film I liked, you know? My God, you can tell that The Dark Knight Returns was one of their biggest influences. And Zack Snyder, he knows how to make things just like the comic book. Just like at 300 and Watchmen. And there are scenes in that film straight out of The Dark Knight Returns. From the way the shots are set up to the dialogue pulled straight from the pages. It was like Rocky Horror Picture Show. When I recognized the scene from The Dark Knight Returns, I was sitting there just whispering the dialogue along with Batman. I'll kill her, I swear it, man. I believe you. Boom! So awesome just hearing that on the big screen. Uh, Ben Affleck, I thought, was a pretty good Batman. Of course, he was playing the older, more grizzled Batman. They established in the film he'd been at it for about 20 years. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, man, Wonder Woman is so awesome. Hardly in the film. Again, she's just pretty much in there to set up. Her movie, which is coming next year, and again, when she appears in the climax to help fight Doomsday, no spoilers there because you've seen it in the trailer, it is just amazing, and she's got a really recognizable theme, it's these loud, angry guitars, a lot like Zeppelin's Immigrant Song, it is just mm, so good, so, so good, but there's a lot of bad in there too, I mean, you know, It's like they were sitting down and they're like, hey, hey, remember in Age of Ultron when they had those really confusing dream sequences to set up the next films and everybody hated them? Let's do those too. In fact, let's do more of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. The dream sequences were kind of good. We got our first first look at parademons, hints at Darkseid coming down to invade. That was really cool. But why did it have to be in there? I don't know. And kind of following the trend with the Man of Steel, I'm still not too keen on dark and gritty Superman. It's just, no, Superman is not a character who works dark and gritty. So, yeah, that just kind of bugged me as well. And Lex Luthor, mm, 
At first, I was kind of intrigued with Lex Luthor, you know, kind of make him younger, a tech billionaire, Jesse Eisenberg for the whole Mark Zuckerberg tie-in and all that. But he made him too quirky and had too many ticks and just... Uh, you can tell I'm conflicted on this film. I mean, I really, really wanted to like it. I mean, when Batman and Superman do fight, it is a special effects tour de force. It is amazing. We get to see Batman kick some major butt as well. And the final fight against Doomsday, again, you've seen previews of it in the trailers. It's just so there's a lot of good stuff in there, but they don't all come together to a good movie. You know, there's a real amazing Spider-Man 2 feel to it. A whole bunch of, yeah, let's just throw a bunch of stuff against the wall, see what forms a franchise. So, yeah, I'm conflicted, man. I want to like it, but I don't... Uh, it's, it's maddening. It's frustrating that I'm so conflicted about Batman and Superman like this. But there we go. I guess... Uh, I haven't written my official review for the website yet. I'm wavering somewhere between two and a half nibs, maybe three. It's just, I don't know, man. I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Shouldn't complain too much, though, because as I've been saying, there's so much geek stuff in pop culture right now that... We, it really is a good time to be a geek, you know. In addition to Batman v Superman, we had the big crossover between The Flash and Supergirl on TV. That was a delight. I mean, that shows you the difference between DC's TV universe and their movie universe right there. You know, there's Batman v Superman. They're fighting. But Supergirl and The Flash, literally ice cream and rainbows. When The Flash first meets Supergirl and her crew, what's the first thing he does? He buys them all ice cream. That's how a Adorable, the Flash and Supergirl are his TV shows. So I was telling this to a friend of mine, and he sent me this text back. You know, I rely on you to tell me if any of these shows are good enough that I really shouldn't miss it. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, I'll start watching it if it's really, really good. So then I texted him back, because I do watch pretty much all of them. This is my rundown of all the superhero TV shows on TV right now. Ahem. The Flash is the greatest superhero show on TV right now. The characters are fun. It has the right blend of silly and dramatic. Each episode feels like an issue of a comic book. Supergirl is okay. It's got the same creative team as The Flash, so they're following the same template. My only complaint is the constant name-dropping of Superman. I get it. He's part of her mythology, so you need to acknowledge him, but acknowledge and move on. They're currently obsessing. Seriously, that's my one complaint about Supergirl. You know, it's reaching Agent Coulson always talking about the Avengers in the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. annoying. Stop talking about Superman. Supergirl is her own character with her own rich history. Start delving into that instead of just going, well, Superman says this, Superman says that. No, Supergirl says this because it's her damn show. Anyway. Arrow's good, but they're starting to stumble a bit. They're getting a little too focused on the soap opera aspects of the characters. Yeah, I love that Oliver and Felicity finally hooked up, but so much relationship drama this season, kind of bugging me. Jury's still out on Legends of Tomorrow. They're starting to pair off the characters in fun and interesting ways, though. And they are. Gotham is becoming what I feared it would, Smallville 2.0. They're introducing so many aspects of the Batman mythology, it makes you wish you were just watching Batman. Caught a couple episodes of Lucifer, such a routine police procedural, it's not worth the time. 
Over on the Marvel side, I'm running, I'm running out of fucks to give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's season three and they haven't found the point yet. Agent Carter just wrapped up season two and was another delight. Oh, and I've got three episodes left on Daredevil season two. I'll let you know on Monday. Actually, I finished off Daredevil season two last night and again, it was amazing. I thought they did a very good job of juggling two parallel storylines. One storyline, you had Daredevil and his dealings with the Punisher. On the other storyline, you had Daredevil and his dealings with his old love, Elektra, and the evil band of ninjas known as the Hand. Uh, I guess my only complaint, I would put season one a little better than season two, because in the final episode of season one, when Daredevil suits up for the first time and you see him in his uniform and take down the Kingpin finally... It was such an awesome payoff to the entire season. But for season two, there is no gigantic awesome payoff like that in the finale. But still, it was great fun. Oh, and reviewing these texts I sent, my friend, I realized I forgot about iZombie. Um, all I ever caught for iZombie was the pilot. Obviously, it didn't grab me because I didn't watch any more, but I see it there on Show Me all the time, so maybe I'll give another chance. And those are my capsule reviews of all the superhero shows on TV right now. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Kappas on U62, The Targ. So during my hiatus when I was focusing on real world issues, um, International Women's Day came and went, and in my Facebook feed I saw pop up this picture of all the women of Star Trek to celebrate, and it just reminded me of a story from college. Now, when I was going to college, you know, I never really received any guidance or encouragement as to what I should take for my major, you know. I did really good in physics and math uh, when I was going through high school, so I majored in physics and math. You know, it just made sense at the time. The only encouragement I ever got as to what I should take for my major was when I was taking women's studies. Small liberal arts college, you had to get your three credits, take one course in women's studies, in order to graduate. So like the vast majority of Augustana, I was taking Women's Studies 101 Introduction 2. So I forget what the assignment was, but I didn't know what to write for the essay. And my go-to for essay writing going all the way back to junior high was to somehow connect it to Star Trek. Star Trek is still my first fandom. I know it inside out and backwards. So the paper I wound up writing for that assignment was how the roles of women in Star Trek reflect popular attitudes towards feminism over the years. You know, we start with uh, Uhura, even though she's a bridge officer, her, the majority of her role is just hailing frequencies open, Captain, all the way up to the 90s when I was in college and we had Captain Janeway. So, eh, it made sense. So, I did. I wrote up that paper, handed it in. We got it back a few days later. When I got it back from my prof, she'd written on it, see me after class. And I was like, uh-oh. So I saw her after class, and she sits me down, and she says, seriously, Mark, have you thought about making this your major and studying in women's studies? Because this paper, this is a topic more appropriate to a master's thesis. I strongly encourage you to switch your major to women's studies. And that kind of blew my mind. I kind of felt a little guilty, too, because, as I said, connecting it to Star Trek was always my go-to when I was stuck for an idea. So I just kind of phoned it in. But still, 
who knows, maybe there's some alternate universe where I took her up on her offer, and for my job, all I do is sit around all day watching movies and philosophizing about how women aren't treated very good in it, which, you know, actually sounds like it wouldn't be a not-too-bad kind of job, but eh, just something strange from my college days, and Women's Day reminded me of it. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Tar. Anywho, let's do the song of the show, shall we?
goofing around online one night, I discovered this album of jazz covers of music from Studio Ghibli songs. So that is the jazz cover of the piece from Kiki's Delivery Service, where she explores her new town for the first time. I really love the original orchestral version, and that jazz cover is beautiful. And I find that one listening. I find myself listening to that one quite a bit just to wind down here on U62 The Targ. And speaking of winding down, I'm just about out of things to say. I got a lot of DVDs waiting for me at home. I keep saying DVDs, but I mainly buy Blu-rays right now. Uh, During the Easter weekend, I saw the box set of all the 1990s Batman films, you know, Batman through Batman and Robin. The Blu-ray upgrade was marked down to $25, cheapest I'd ever seen it, so I'm like, I got to pick that up. On Fishing in the Discount Bin, I've plowed my way through franchises before, but I've always wanted to do Batman, so finally buying the Blu-ray upgrade, I'm going to be watching and reviewing every Batman film on Fishing in the Discount Bin, so watch for that in the months ahead. Plus also, I got Star Wars The Force Awakens coming. It comes out on Tuesday, April 5th, but I pre-ordered my copy on Amazon just as soon as I saw it in the theater, so yeah, I even paid the extra shipping, so I'll get it the day it comes out. So looking forward to that as well, just ah, hopefully my life is going to calm down a little bit right now, and I'll be able to kick up my feet a little more, relax, and enjoy stuff like this. So I'm going to go relax. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been the Targ. See you next week. I hope. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. It was a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.